Hello, and welcome to another episode of Alexis Says. I am your host, Alexis Miguez, and joining me is Carlos Briseño. Hi, how's it going, everyone? How's it going, man? Pretty good, you, you know, doing? just, you know, hey, hanging in there. Just got back from a little trip, you know, uh, didn't go too far, but, you know, it's always nice to get out of the city. At least, at least you got out of the house, you know, that's the important thing, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, being stuck at home, it's, it's yeah, no, hard it, to believe it's August. Jesus. Yeah, no, it, it's the goddamn worst. Yeah, so it was. And for today's episode, I say the anticipation is killing me. So we're going to actually talk about the films that were supposed to come out this year, right? But 2020 decided to be a shit show. It it decided to be the equivalent of the smell of burning garbage coupled with the visual of a guy eating hair from a sink drain. Okay, that's what this year has been for all of us. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I think that's a really good analogy. Very vivid image. Very vivid, right? Yeah. Like you picture and you're like, oh, no, thank you. But that's 2020. So, like you said, it's already August, right? We're basically, you know, if the year had been normal, we would have been already, like, at the, I guess, the tail end of the blockbuster season, right? Because kids are already going back to school, right? All the big movies would have been out already. We would have have already seen Phase 4 of the MCU start already. We would have seen the newest Bond movie, you know, and now we would just be waiting for, like, the fall and then winter movies to be coming out. But, unfortunately, everything has gotten fucked up. So, but, you know, I want to talk about the films that we were hoping to see this year that were some of them have gotten pushed back to within the year. So there's still a chance we may see them. I don't, I don't think so, but you know, we'll discuss that. So we're just going to name some movies that we've been looking forward to and that we're sad. We're not going to see them this year and hopefully we'll get to watch them next year. So Carlos, if you want to start it off, go ahead, bro. So I'm going to pick the, uh, the, the totem pole, uh, film of the summer, which I believe was going to be the totem pole film of the summer. Um, and that is tenant. Um, that is mm-hmm. the movie where, uh, for those that don't know, um, I'm assuming it's a very small crowd of people that don't know, but for those that don't know, um, it's Christopher Nolan's next, uh, basically big project, you know, this coming from the guy who's done, uh, probably one of the few directors out there that a studio will commit, you know, 150, $200 million to, to an original idea that's not based off a comic, that's not based off a book and um and recoup that money because his movies make money as as original as they are and 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 Mm -hmm. as popular as they are um there has been you know there's always a case where you know movie can seem relatively popular but in the end you know it doesn't really make money um that's not the case with christopher nolan and everything that he makes um and tenant was one of those where uh i mean it's just based on the trailers alone which christopher nolan in terms of trailers he's bare bones he's usually the master Right. He's yeah. usually the master of, of at least his films, whoever cuts the trailers for those, those movies, which I'm to be quite honest, I'm sure he's in, he, I'm sure he has like final say he's in the room yeah, yeah. yeah. as they're doing it. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, I don't like that. Fix that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, his, his movies, uh, at least the trailers for his films never really give anything away, but they give just enough to be really enticing. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's Christopher Nolan. I mean, you have the guy who's, you know, most most notably, most notably, he's known for, obviously, the the, the Batman trilogy, at least the Christian Bale Batman trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, you have things like The Prestige, and you have things like Memento, which is really what um, put him on the map back in the, uh, I believe it was uh, early 2000s, or yeah. late 90s. I'm trying I, to remember I, which I think it was like, yeah, 2002 around there, I want to say. Right. Don't quote me. But yeah, it was early 2000s. Right. And yeah, I mean, like, uh, I might be a little bit biased. There's some people that don't really like Christopher Nolan out there, but I'm definitely not one of them. Um, no, I me either. Like, honestly, like I feel all he's pumped out are bangers, you know, even though like, um, interstellar didn't really hit me that much. It, I thought it was an okay movie. You know, I didn't think it was bad. Not at all. 
you know, like, but I think of all his films, I think that's the weakest one. Well, critically, it's uh, in terms of, I think, overall review score uh, that I believe it's either Interstellar or it's between I think it's between Interstellar and the Prestige are for the lowest, which even still, I think it's in like the high 70s. Yeah, which that makes no sense. The Prestige was was amazing. That's a fantastic movie. Right. So, you know, coming with another guy, I mean, one of one of his most popular films was uh, Inception, which, you know, obviously the movie that dealt with, you know, it's with Leonardo DiCaprio dealt with like the whole dreams and um, oh, yeah, um, going within a dream within another dream. And, you know, um, amazing movie. Um, and the uh, the idea of something as original as that doing so well and original as like Interstellar and original as um, Memento. And I, I believe the only movie that uh, that he's done that uh, wasn't either written by him or his brother, his brother being Jonathan Nolan, you know, with from Westworld, Westworld mm-hmm. fame and, and basically has written a majority of the movies with his brother. I'm pretty sure the only movie that they haven't uh, collaborated in terms of writing, uh, I believe was Insomnia. I'm, I might be mistaken, but Insomnia is the movie with, um, was it Robin Williams? It's Robin Williams and Al Pacino. Or yes. Al Pacino is like a, a, a cop who's an insomniac. He's that has trouble sleeping or whatever, and he's trying to find like the. I, it's like the murder of uh, of like I believe like a young girl, and 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 Robin Williams is like the prime suspect. And but uh, not to get you know sidetracked with that, but that's basically the only film that um, Christopher Nolan doesn't uh, really have uh, a writing credit. I believe the prestige was written by Jonathan Nolan. So there's a little, at least a little bit of collaboration there, but basically everything else he has some sort of uh, writing accolade to it. I mean, you have like uh, you know, people always forget uh, Dunkirk. Dunkirk was amazing. Yes. Yeah. As simple as the movie was, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So tenant being an, another original idea with this, it seems like this concept of like uh, uh, living, uh, like being able to play out things backwards yeah, to, to fix yeah, let, maybe like, mistakes or something. Yeah, like it's not like quite time travel, but right. like they have some sort of control over their, I guess, like immediate reality. Where it seems like the after, because like it, it seems like the main character who's played by uh, uh, Denzel Washington's son, John David mm-hmm. Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, for those for those of you that don't know him, he was in uh, uh, Black Klansman. He was in yeah. uh, did, did Baller for a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Um, it seems like based on the trailer that it's either that he dies at some point. And when he gets brought into this like afterlife type of thing, it deals with like they're able to reverse time, but not necessarily. It's not necessarily like going back in time, but more like hitting the rewind on 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 the on a VCR tape and watching mm-hmm. it go backwards. But watching it go backwards, but still seeing it as if like you're watching it as if it's going for yeah. it's obviously, you know, we, we can't get too bogged down with uh, like the details. <laughs> yeah, but again, detail you know, like the trailers don't tell you anything. So these are all just us assuming, you know, what we saw. Yeah, you know, but yeah, Tenet is, you know, uh, I, 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 that's and that's the movie right now. Um, that's the biggest movie I think that's brought up the whole discussion of, you know, how the theater system might change in the future. And you know, Christopher Nolan's always been a big proponent of the theater experience. He's never been a big fan of streaming. He's never been a big fan of you know not releasing something in theaters or not. You know, he's the reason IMAX is so big now is most likely because of him. Yeah, uh, like, like Dark Knight uh, right. was the first one that he did where he started filming with IMAX cameras, and then he never went back after that. Right. Um, and not necessarily like 3D IMAX, because obviously 3D has kind of come and come yeah, and gone. No, yeah, 3D is coming God. Right. Yeah. Um, but in terms of IMAX, IMAX as in the aspect ratio and the quality of the film, yeah, he's he's been the big proponent of that to the point where, he, you know, uh, it got to the point where they were able to shoot, I think, 
Dunkirk was like 70% IMAX, which is crazy to really think about it. So, um, but yeah, th- th- this movie is, 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 is an interesting one because it's being released, uh, in different parts of the world at different times and whichever yeah, like I first doing international. And then, right. yeah, yeah. Cause this movie in particular become, you know, it's famous because Nolan ha- had to have a release in theaters, right? Like even when things were going down, everything was getting pushed back. It was like, no, keep it to July 17th. And they did like, they kept it as long as they could, but when it got too close, they were like, we got to push it. And they only pushed it two weeks. They went to July 31st. And they mm-hmm. push it again to August 12th. Like the man refused to have it leave 2020. And then now, now they've settled on Labor Day weekend, which is next month. And the way it's looking, you know, like, you know, but that's also why you have to release it, release it internationally. Cause at least internationally, this virus is more under control. You know, you'll get people to watch it in theaters internationally. But in America, I don't think it's going to happen. Like not Labor Day. The, the market that you have to keep an eye on, I think with this film is, I mean, almost any film when it comes internationally, especially nowadays, is China. Yeah. And uh, yeah, look, look how they are right now. Right. Um, the the issue we're having, or well, the U.S. is having, is obviously, you know, not to go into the political talk, but cases spiking. And it's difficult to have theaters open in the U.S. because of just how high the numbers are. And um, Warner Brothers, which I, I, I believe it's Warner Brothers, that's uh, the, uh, the studio behind the film. Yeah. You know, Christopher Nolan, like I said at the beginning of our talk, is one of maybe two people in Hollywood. It's basically, to be quite honest, when I really think about it, it's basically him and like James Cameron that can basically um, start giant um, budgeted films off original ideas that studios will not even hesitate to give them the money for it because they know that the chances are pretty high for them to get their money back and more. Hmm. Um, So Warner Brothers is really, you know, they're basically kind of not really at the mercy of what he wants to do, but he has so much pull in Hollywood that um, if he, you know, if, if he really realistically wants to even say, you know, fuck it, we'll push it to 20 summer, summer 2021, you know, it, Warner brothers, it would be really hard for Warner brothers to basically tell him no, you know, mm-hmm. I mean um, right now they're at the point where they need to start making money off of it. So that's why it's obviously being released internationally. Yep. Um, but uh, you know, obviously he has a lot of clout and a lot of push and a lot of pull in Hollywood. So, you know, I, I, I mean, if things don't look better within the U S I mean, I would not be surprised if they push this till next year. I mean, it's, yeah. it's yeah, such a it, big it, blockbuster. It's been, it's been pushed back like three, four times already. So I think that if they push it back one more time, it's just going to be till next year. They're like, yeah. forget it. Like it's not yeah. happened this year, push it, you know, and you know, just save, you know, just save face for now. You know, people are going to watch the movie when it comes out. They want to watch it. You know, like, I want to see it. I really do. Mm-hmm. You know, but fact is, like, yeah, with the way things are now, by the time Labor Day comes around, if things aren't dramatically better, I'm not going to go see it. I don't you think la- I don't think Labor Day is going to happen. I yeah, really don't. Yeah, I in, a, in a month and a half, no way it's happening, man. You know, yeah. like, like you know, you're going to Disney that weekend, and you're only going because you have to reserve a day, yeah. right? And it's 10% capacity, you know? So it's like, right. of, of course, you're not going to a movie theater. It's not happening, you know? Right. I, yeah, I just, I mean, which is unfortunate because out of all the films that are supposed to come out this year, this has probably been my most anticipated because mm-hmm. I mean, I'm one of the biggest Christopher Nolan fans out there. So anytime he releases anything, which is, you know, it's not much, he's got what, maybe 10 films to his belt, 12. Uh, like just that. about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's kind of like James Cameron where, you know, they don't release that many, but when they do release something, it's probably worth watching. So, Absolutely. yeah, but yeah, that's, that's my pick. <laughs> All right. So tenant probably not making it this year. That's what we decided. No. All right. So uh, my pick for a movie that I was looking forward to the most, but got pushed back is Godzilla versus Kong. 
Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, like I, I'm a sucker for giant monster movies. And, you know, like I think Pacific Rim is one of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah. And that's it. I agree. Because it, it has giant fucking robots fighting giant monsters, man. Why would I not be about that life? You know, it, know, it knows what it is. You know, it knows I, what it is. I agree. Yeah. The, second, the second one, I didn't think there need to there needed to be a second one. They, need, but... they didn't need a second one. Like, and honestly, I didn't like it. I thought that was crap. But that's just me. Uh, but yeah, look, in the first Pacific Rim, you have a fight scene where one of the robots picks up an oil tanker and uses it as a goddamn bat against one of the monsters. It's like, how yeah. amazing is that? You know, it's like so, playing with, it's like playing with, uh, you know, your 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 mechs as a kid. You know what I yeah, mean? And like, yeah, just, you do the exact same thing, you know, exactly. So, yeah. So Godzilla versus Kong. Right. So um, Godzilla King of the Monsters came out last year. Right. Sequel to Godzilla that came out 2015, 16, I want to say. So first one, it was okay. Honestly, well, I, I didn't think it was that great. They really tricked us with with Brian Cranston with the first Godzilla. Because like you know, they may have seen he was like the main character. He was gonna be you know like around the whole movie, and he dies in the first fifteen minutes. And you're like, ah, they got us. You know, we're already that's, here. That's my biggest complaint of the first movie. I didn't see the second one. I got excited because the second oh, one. Oh, you, tra- you got to see it. The second one's trailer was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a film, I mean, as the movie itself, I I didn't see it. The the first one, I I'm. I might disagree with you a little bit. I think the first one's actually pretty great, um, but there obviously the, it had a, light, uh, a lot of hype surrounding it, and and um, you know the last time we saw Godzilla was with you know fucking Matthew Broderick. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, th- th- thank you for that, Roland Emmerich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, I, I I didn't see the second one. Um, oh yeah, I, I forgot. Yeah, you were mentioning about Brian Cranston. Yeah, that for, for me that was the biggest. My biggest complaint of the first film is that. Um, he should have been in it in in for the long haul. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, just you know, a compelling actor and, and well, yeah, and, and like it was fresh off Breaking Bad, so right? It's a, it's a, you know, but it was it was such a a baity move, you know, to get you to watch the movie, you know, right. and yeah, and then we're we're stuck with um uh oh my god, what, what is the guy's Aaron, name? Aaron Taylor uh, Johnson. Aaron Taylor Johnson. We're stuck with him. You know, I was like a oh, fucking Quicksilver, um, and but you know. It wasn't bad. I liked it. I didn't like how there was barely any Godzilla in it. You know, like every time he showed up, it was like, all right, you see him really quick and then you don't see him. You either see mm-hmm. him in a TV screen or, you know, like a random like video footage of him. And then you don't really get to see him until the end of the movie. Now, the end of the movie was great. That last fight between him and the, the Mudos was awesome. Like, that, that was a great fight. And King of the Monsters is just that. It's just monsters fighting left and right the entire movie. And it's so, so good. The human characters, you know, it's like any other movie where you have larger than life characters and then you have the human characters that have to ground the movie, right? Quote unquote, ground it. And they're okay. Serviceable. Transformers, Transformers is prime example of that where oh, who, gives, God. You know, oh. who gives a shit about the human characters. Oh, they're, yeah, they're in no. it. But, but like unlike Transformers, like you don't want these characters to all just die. Right. You know, like in Transformers, <laughs> I want every human to just die and just focus completely on the Autobots and Decepticons. It's like, yeah, get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf. Fuck you. You know, um, but yeah, so Godzilla versus Kong, right? So we we had Kong Skull Island come out a couple years ago, right? Which great movie as well. Um, you know that one was based in the '60s, and you know you're wondering how are they going to have Godzilla fight Kong? Now, obviously in um, Kong Skull Island, they mentioned that Kong wasn't full grown yet; that he was still basically still growing because the Kong in that movie is half the size of Godzilla. So you're wondering how the fuck would he grow that big? But apparently, but they say he was young; he wasn't all the way full grown. And then we've seen like little teasers of it, like there's like one scene in particular where they show. Godzilla and Kong facing each other and Kong is like throwing a punch at Godzilla and they're both the same size. So, you know, that they're already going to go at it, you know, um, who knows why they go at it. Um, but with the way King of the Monsters ends, you know, like it, it builds up the showdown between him and Kong. And like I said, like King of the Monsters was just a fun movie throughout. 
right? They throw Godzilla out there the whole movie. Like, here he is. Like, we're not giving you the whole, like, peekaboo shit. No, here's Godzilla. You can't watch him fuck up monsters, and you're going to get that for this whole movie. So, yeah, so I'm I'm bummed that they pushed it back. Um, it got pushed back uh, to May 21st of next year. It was also come out in November. So it, I think it was, like, one of the first one of the first casualties of the, of the, of the year. Um, but maybe like, I want to say, cause they also push it back really early, right? Like I want to say maybe like it wasn't done yet and maybe they wanted to fix some things up and they took the chance to push it back. I didn't know how, f- I don't know how, like, to be quite honest, if you were to ask me um, anything about that film, in ter- I don't even know who's directing that. Is it the same guy from, from, I, I, I want to say it's the same guy. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I'm not too sure. Cause I'm, I, I know, um, because obviously the first Godzilla was was Gareth Edwards. It was Gareth Edwards, yeah. After he did that, Disney saw how how well he did, you know, quote unquote, with Godzilla. So then they were like, "All right, come on and come on over and do Rogue One." Right, um, it's being done by Adam Wingard. No idea who, who he is. Hmm. Okay. No idea what he's done before. Let's see. Uh, oh, oh, really? He did. Okay, he did the Death Note movie on Netflix. Mm. Yeah, that's not a. Uh, it's not really helping me. Um, he ha- he did a couple of scenes for the ABCs of Death. Uh, he did um, another small scene for VHS. So you know, st- he started young. He started at nineteen, like with his first like feature film debut and things like that. So I don't know. Maybe hopefully they're seeing you know something in him that will make that movie successful. But you know, the fact that he did Death Note doesn't really give me much. I got a little. Well, I got turned off a little bit by uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters because it wasn't Gareth Edwards. It was uh, some guy named My- Michael Doherty, who's who's yeah, kind of. Uh, uh, Mike Doherty, he did something else. Apparently, he uh, did Krampus. Um, oh yes, yeah. Which you know, it, it was okay. It was like a, a black comedy. Um, you know, obviously treat. circling around. Yes, there we go. He did Trick or Treat. Have you seen Trick or Treat? No. Excellent movie. So it, it's like a, a anthology horror movie. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, different little stories inside the main overall arching movie, and it's excellent. It's a really good movie. Okay. Yeah, um, like, definitely check it out. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, that was. To be quite honest, that's why I didn't really, I wasn't putting too much faith into uh, the second film and maybe why I didn't go get around to go watch it. Um, but I'm always a big fan of, I, I, I was a big fan of Godzilla when I was a kid and, you know, and, and I had a couple of, uh, you know, action figures of Godzilla and, and always, uh, always enjoyed pretending that it was, you know, a giant lizard destroying a city and, and, mm-hmm. and attacking all these, like, like all the little military toys that I had and all that stuff. So, but let's see here. Freaking cat, bro. Yeah. She, I gotta keep getting her off my lap and, you know, <laughs> I, I keep pulling myself away from the mic every time I do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, to be quite honest, I, I'm, I was even surprised that they were ready that far ahead in, into production where they were ready to release it even this year. So, um, you know, we'll see. Uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping it's good. I mean, it's always cool to see, you know, super popular monsters finally meet each other in a film, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Well, well, remember, uh, we saw them announce this movie uh, when we went to Comic-Con back in 2014. Remember at that yeah, panel where they right. announced? Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. And, and they even said, yeah, and then we're going to have Godzilla and Kong. You know, so they've been planning it for a while. Um, so, you know, yeah, that, that should be you a know, reason for the turnaround. But, yeah, I'm bummed out they pushed it back, but it's fine. I can wait. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean that that's a good choice. That's a, a surprising choice. I didn't think that would be your the first one off your list out of oh, all yeah. the things that got delayed. Now, for me, um, this was one of the uh, another one of the first casualties of the year uh, around. You know, when, obviously when when Corona came came to fruition around early March for the U.S. Um, and that was 
No Time to Die, the next James Bond film. Ah, uh, I know. And but, but, but you know what? That for me, well, obviously not now because everything got fucked up, but that movie was supposed to come out April 10th, right? So April 10th. In, right. Yeah, yeah. So April 10th was the due date for my son. So I was like, there's no way I'm fucking watching that movie because he'll be born around then. So right. I was, so when it got pushed back, I was like, oh, thank God I can watch it in theaters now. <laughs> so well, if, if that one worked out for me. Well, now it's, it, it got pushed back. It was April 2020, right? You're right. I, I believe, yeah, it was April 10th. It was around, they were slating that film. Um, and then now it got pushed back. As of right now, it's November 20th. But that's another one, another giant, giant blockbuster movie that's part of, obviously, one of the most popular franchises of all time. Probably the most popular spy franchise of all time. I mean, without a doubt, the most popular spy franchise. Um, yeah, it, like, yeah, because Mission Impossible, you could say, is like right below it. Right, but Mission Impossible's got seven movies, and James yeah. Bond has 20-something, well, you know? No, of course, yeah, but like I'm talking about like the new era, you know? Right, okay. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I mean, I, I get your point. Um, but the, what, the one thing that really had me excited about this one, um, I do like Daniel Craig as Bond. I like, you know, I figured, mm -hmm. not, not I figured, I, I thought that Casino Royale is probably still the best one that he's done, and then Skyfall pretty close second. Okay. Um, and um, I was really interested in um, uh, not only seeing, you know, Daniel Craig finally take up the mantle one more time, because apparently he was he was done. He didn't want to do any more. And, and yeah, Sony yeah. Threw, but they, they threw money at him. They threw a shit ton of money at him. They, they threw a fucking yacht at him. Like, Here you go, bro. Yeah. Do it one more time. Just for one more time. Mm -hmm. And um, initially it was supposed to be Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle, who's directed 28 Days Later, he's directed yeah, Slumdog Millionaire. Slumdog Millionaire. He directed, um, what did he, what did he direct recently that I loved? Uh, oh, uh, Yesterday. Yeah. Um, well, there's that one, which I liked, but I wasn't crazy about it. But uh, did I, didn't, I didn't like it that much. He did something just before that. Um, well, I'll look that up, but um, it was initially supposed to be Danny Boyle. And I think there was a sort of like scheduling conflict or something happened where he basically dropped out. Mm -hmm. And um, the person that they brought in was Kerry Fukunawa, who has mm -hmm. done, he got really popular with the first season of True Detective. Fuck um, yeah. Yeah, he directed all the episodes. Um, and then um, the the one time where he branched out and um, c had a writing credit as well as a directing credit uh, was Beast of No Nation, which is a Netflix film, one of the first extremely popular, not popular, but extremely well-reviewed Netflix films. Um, at the time, it came out in like 2015. That was kind of around the time where Netflix was kind of uh, trying to, yeah, I'm trying to get more, more serious, and, you trying know, to get more serious, trying to get more into the film market, but, but you know? more the Oscar buzz, yeah, right, Oscar buzz, more not necessarily just streaming television weekly, you know, episodes, or, or obviously not weekly because they give it to you all at once. But um, you know, that was the one of the first films that really did well for them. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's it's basically it's with Idris Elba. It's basically kind of like uh, it surrounds the uh, the idea of like what it's like for like child soldiers in Africa to go into like these gangs and being like indoctrinated. And it's really tough to watch, but it's really, it's pretty amazing. And, um, coming from Kerry Fukunawa, he, you know, he did that. I believe he was also showrunner and, uh, he directed, I believe all the episodes of maniac, which is also on Netflix. The one with, uh, with, uh, what's, what's her face. Um, God, from Superbad. Well, uh, big what, eyes. Emma Watson? Not, not Emma Watson, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. And Man. it's Emma Stone and Jonah Hill. Oh, and Mania. Jonah Hill. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I never watched that one. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean that that 
that was another miniseries that got extremely popular and and was pretty well reviewed. So um, long story short, I really like Kerry Fukunao. I think he's a pretty talented guy. And it was it was very interesting to see Sony basically hand the reins to somebody like him out of, you know, so many other, you know, big name directors that could get out there. You know, you know, when you've had James Bond movies directed by like Sam Mendes and um, you've had like um, Martin Campbell who did Casino Royale and then you had uh, Mark Forster who did Quantum of Solace. You know, I, I, you can go down the list and there's a lot of big name guys. And Kerry Fukunawa at the time was, you know, pretty popular, but, you know, you would have never, I would have never guessed that they were, they would give him the reins to, the last Daniel yeah, Craig a Bond James movie, Bond yeah. film. Yeah, or just a Bond movie in general. Yeah. Right. And um I, I I got pretty excited hearing that, well, obviously one Daniel Craig came back and that two that Rami Malik was playing basically the yeah. main That's villain. The main villain, yep. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, Rami Malik has 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 gotten a lot more popular recently, especially no, after you know, he's been on a tear, right? You know, like lately. So every role that he's been doing so far, he's just been killing it. So I'm, I'm I'm definitely excited to watch yeah. him do it. Yeah, I mean he's great in Mr. Robot, and mm-hmm. you know he was great as Freddie Mercury in uh, in Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, it's, well, it's, he, he was the best part of the movie. Yeah, because the rest of that movie is is I thought was completely average. To yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was uh, very very tame. Like yeah. I feel for a Queen movie, Rocket Man was better. Rocket uh, Man, yeah, I was gonna say Rocket Man was better because they they went further yes. with his character, with his character's addictions. You know, like they right. really. They skimmed so much of, of Freddie Mercury shit in that movie. You know, like they don't go deep into the character, you know. And Rami did amazing with what he had, right? And uh, well, a big thing with that, um, not to get into uh, <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody, but uh, people don't realize that it was PG thirteen, so it's really tame in terms of like you know the lifestyle that Freddie Mercury lived and the rest of the band lived. Because like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's the freaking seventies, right? So yeah, dude, yeah, like they were the biggest band on the planet, right? So, but yeah, Rami Malek. You know, casting him as the villain got me pretty excited. But yeah, I mean, that was one of the first movies that was was a casualty of COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. and um, it it hit at a t- at the time where I, you know, we were all kind of like, um, not necessarily in denial about what was happening, but we were that was around that time where we were like, oh shit, like things are getting pretty serious if they're having to delay, you know, such big like a big movie like James Bond like this, mm-hmm. you know. At that time in March, you know, we weren't thinking that we were going to be like this in July. You know what I mean? I know. Um, <laughs> and and here we are. So now, yeah. you know, now I got pushed till November. Um, maybe it comes out in November. I mean, th- there's so many like maybe yeah, this year. It's so, it's so tough to say. You know, yeah, cause it's, it's November 20th. Right. So, you know, like, so they're pushing for the Thanksgiving weekend, right? Uh-huh. For people to watch it, you know, during that weekend, mm-hmm. which I don't know, man. It's tough to say how, how we're going to be in November. Like, I want to say that we'll be. Like I would hope to like my my best case scenario would be like we're at least like looking at the end of the tunnel. You know, either mm-hmm. like they, they've already said, hey, there's a vaccine coming, or our numbers have dropped dramatically. Mm-hmm. You know, um, even even then, like at that point, theaters are still gonna be like at half capacity, I would imagine. Like, you know, requiring like, masks. I would, yeah, requiring yeah. masks. Yeah, that's not, I don't think that's gonna go away for the rest of the year, to be honest, in, in businesses, you know. So um, I, I think that I think there's a good chance of it coming out mm-hmm. around that time, um, but we're really gonna have to see. You know, again, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets pushed back to next year. Yeah, that's an, yeah. well, that's that's another one that um, it's it's such a big franchise that I just I can't see Sony slash MGM being like, no, we're gonna release it streaming, you know, or mm, you know, no, that's, yeah. that's not something that you know, that's not the 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 uh, 
not to spoil another film on here, but the Mulan treatment, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. also, you know, the movie was set to come out very soon. So they had already, you know, spent all the money they were going to spend on the marketing. It was done. Yeah, the, yeah, the movie was done. The marketing was already done. All the press junk is, junk is yeah. already going on. Yeah. Or anybody left right for that movie. Like, they paid all that money for the marketing. They had less so, than a month to yeah. the release. So Yeah, yeah. So they got to recoup all that money. So, yeah, yeah. they're not going to do VOD. They're not going to make that money back. At least not right away. And it's going to take too long. No, that's a... it's. It, it's probably a $200 million, you know, movie. And, you know, yeah, the, way, the, the way the money works is you have to at least, you have to at least double what your budget is in order to get so, any sort of money back. And then mm-hmm. anything extra is just obviously profit at the point, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, that, yeah, that, yeah. Cause even though like two, you know, yeah, like maybe 200 million to make, you know, like I'm for sure. Daniel Craig has some kind of deal where he gets like a percent of the gross. Of course. Right. So you, so you got to pay him money as well. Like when you start going over what the budget of the movie was. So yeah. Marketing and distribution. And yeah. then, um, cause that that's not marketing and distribution is not necessarily put in the budget, you know, in the actual budget of a film no, that is not it, in there. It never is. So, it, it's, it's additional. Yeah. That's why when movies, yeah. That's why when movies like become a flop, you're like, but wait, it only costs that much to make. And it made more than, than what it costs. I'm like, no man, like there were other costs to get this movie out. So exactly. And then theaters lot. get theaters get 50%. Yeah. You know? So yeah, you, you got to pay them too. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a mess. So yeah, we'll that's, see what that's my second one. Yeah. That was, that was, that's, that was a, that was where it kind of really hit me where the theater business was like maybe a little bit in jeopardy this year. That was the mm-hmm. first one just because it was such an early casualty to yeah. what's been happening. Yeah. Unfortunately it was a bad precursor. Yeah. So uh, my next pick is actually a twofer and that's the MCU movies we were supposed to get this year, which is mm-hmm. black widow and the eternals. So black widow, we were supposed to get that. I believe it was supposed to be in May. Uh, yeah. May 11th. Mm-hmm. And it got pushed back to later this year. They got it for November 6th. And then the Eternals, it was supposed to come out in November, but that got pushed back to next year entirely. Um, so, you know, um, it sucks because it was the start of the new phase, right? The start of everything after Endgame, right? Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, Spider-Man Far From Home was supposed to be like the kind of Kickstarter, but, you know, not really. It was mm-hmm. a contained adventure. Um, right. And then, you know, Black Widow itself is a prequel. But, you know, you would imagine that there's something in that movie that's going to set up, you know, like what they're trying to do for phase four. Um, and then the Eternals, you know, a whole new, you know, like a um, whole new universe that they're bringing in, right? New characters that they haven't brought out into the MCU at all. A uh, bunch of brand new actors. Angela Jolie was supposed to make her MCU debut, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Richard Madden from Game of Thrones, Kit Harington from Game of Thrones. Um, you know, all these actors. Uh, Kumail, Kumail Nanjiani freaking got ripped to shit for that movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like, <laughs> remember that um, when he came out ripped that Pornhub made, uh, like, with the buff guy? like section his picture and i was like all right cool good for you camille um but yeah you know it's a bummer especially because like at this point we already would have gotten we'd probably be on the second trailer for the eternal so we would know what the movies was going to be about oh yeah we have a better idea you know like all they told us is that basically they're going to be dealing with um you know the Eternals are going to be dealing with the celestials which is like those giant beings right that basically help create the universe right Uh, you know we see like the well ones of the nowhere in Guardians of the Galaxy, the floating head, the head of a celestial. So basically, yeah, the Eternals deal with them in the movie. But you know, honest, you know, with it being pushed back, we probably won't get a trailer until probably the end of the year. Uh, you know, close to Black Widow coming out, if Black Widow comes out in theaters as well, because it's again, it's in November. Everything's in jeopardy. Everything. Yeah. So yeah. Like not nothing here is safe. You know, nothing yeah. at all is safe. You know, and. Yeah, yeah. So you know, Black Widow in particular, you know, I want to see because you know, like obviously, I'm a I'm a fan of the character. I love Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> and um, you know, even though we all know where her fate was in Endgame, you know, we want to see 
you know, like what she did on her own. You know, she's finally gets her own movie that we've been wanting for years. Right. You know, for a while there were like, you know, rumors were always going around about a black widow, black widow solo movie was happening, but it never came to fruition until now. And then, you know, and then obviously everyone's thinking now, uh, Florence Pugh, who's like, you know, the new hot actress a, on there. Right. Yeah. You that take she'll take the on the mantle. Exactly. Yeah. Which I'm done, which I'm done. Yeah. She's a great actress, you know? Yeah. And, you know, like her character looks really cool in the movie. You've got David Harbour, who plays like the Soviet Captain America in there as well. Mm-hmm. You, know, who, you know, he looks pretty cool in that movie, too. So, like, you know, we'll see how a Russian hopper, you know, shows in that movie. But, you know, I, I, I that I, if you were to ask me between those two films, uh, which one, I mean, could I see Disney also caving in and being like, you know, doing giving them the, the Mulan treatment? It's I, I, I mean, I don't think you could rule out Black Widow either. Um, that's another one that's, uh, you know, obviously it's a big budget. You know, you're, you're pr- probably talking at least 120, $130 million at least, you know, Easily. Mm-hmm. um, and it's in the MCU, which is, you know, just a whole another ball game. So, um, do I want, do I want that to happen? No, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big proponent of, um, there's still nothing like the theater experience. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, the worst part about theaters is dealing with other people. That's usually the worst case when it comes to uh, watching a movie in theaters. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, you get the added benefit of when you watch it at home, you don't really have to deal with any of that, Um, but it's still not the same experience. So no, of course not. Like, you know, like, uh, like watching Endgame. you know, like, you know, like I will never forget the, the feeling I felt when we're all in the same theater and we all saw like cap grab the hammer and right. everybody went ape shit, right? Or like the, the on your left scene, you know, right. everybody just went nuts. Like that shit that you can't do at home. There's, it's impossible. And yeah, I mean, um, but it's just one of those things where I, you know, I, I can kind of see uh, that happening just because it's also another film that was it's basically done. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. it was, I mean, yeah, it, it's chilling on someone's computer. Like all these movies that, that we're talking about are done. They're just like chilling on someone's computer waiting yeah. to get released you know it's crazy yeah. it's so um i don't know how long disney's willing to wait i mean especially disney being as as hard hit as they've been through the pandemic because you know when you really think about it you know theme parks were all the theme parks in the world were closed for yeah. an extended period of time the, the cruise line is done for a while the cruise lines are done for a while i mean i don't see cruises happening till next year yeah um they're in the movie the movie making business completely shut down you know mm-hmm. um that's you know disney's not like you know uh, not like how like comcast is which is one of their main competitors because you know comcast has a a service industry which is like you know they provide internet they provide cable so you know yeah uh, 20 bucks a month for cable right (laughs) exactly but long story short you know disney was disney was struggling or is struggling big time and um which is kind of what happened with mulan which is where they you know they were basically like they got tired of having to keep pushing it back and and delaying and delaying and delaying any sort of profit they can make from these movies and basically being like you know fuck it you know we'll release it on disney plus because that's basically the only thing that's making money for us right now and you know we'll release it at this price point and you know um it'll be a tough pill to swallow and we probably won't have like honestly like i don't think it's that tough 30 bucks you know like you have a family right a family of four right? right Like to go to the theater, you're gonna spend at least a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. right? Because you're spending maybe what fifty bucks on tickets, mm-hmm. another fifty bucks on food, because your kids are gonna be fucking hungry, mm-hmm. right? So imagine, so thirty bucks, and you can watch it at home. See, you know, I and, think, then, and then it's, it's yours permanently. Like it's not a rental. Well, no. Well, the way it works is you have to keep your Disney Plus membership. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you know, but like the people they're aiming for already have the membership, you know, like they announced they have 60 million plus subscribers. So they're, you know, that's why they're like, all right, release the movie on the platform. People are going to watch it and make money that way. I can, I mean, I can see people complaints about like, if I'm paying $30, um, I should be able to, I mean, Disney should at least let me own it, whether or not I keep my membership to Disney plus or not. Cause I mean, when a, when a, when a Blu-ray comes out, you know, you're not spending $30 to own a Blu-ray or even a 4k Blu-ray. I mean, mm-hmm. those are even, they're even less than $30. Um, I think it's more so, uh, Disney trying to justify re- like a release window where it would be, you watch it, obviously you pay whatever it is, 15, $18 to watch it in theaters. And then, you know, three months down the line once or four months down the line, once that 120 day window ends and they can release it, you know, uh, at, like physically, then you pay for it again. You know what I mean? You usually buy it for 20, $25. So, um, now, you know, I, I can see, I can see Disney going down the route with black widow and doing that, which is unfortunate because I was pretty excited to watch it. Yeah, um, me too. But it's, you know, it's, they're, yeah, they're, that, they're struggling hard, man. So yeah, because I'm, because you know, when it comes to the MCU, everything is so structured, right? Yes. As far as the release dates, right? Right. So they can't keep pushing it back because then they got to push back, you know, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy three, Thor, um, Love and Thunder, right? right? So it's to the point where if they have to push it back one more time, they're just gonna probably do VOD, right? You know, th- that's what I would imagine, and then just start over next year with the Eternals coming out um, early next year. But then you mentioned the Eternals. You can you can even make the argument that they might. I mean, I don't know. You know, I'm sure the budget for the Eternals is crazy as well. Yeah. The only the only thing I would argue is well, that like, like half the budget is just to pay Angelina Jolie. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, but uh, I think considering since they haven't really been like quote unquote established yet, you know what I mean? Where like mm-hmm. we haven't seen them yet. You know, there's not really like a um, the average Marvel viewer that you know really enjoys the Marvel films. But you know, take somebody like. Like my sister, my sister loves all the Marvel films. She has a great time, but like, if you ask her to like elaborate on comic lore from these from these movies, she has she yeah. have no idea. Mm-hmm. So, and there's a lot of fans that are like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you can run into an issue with the Eternals where maybe they're not super well known, like a Captain America, or you know, now even a Guardians of the Galaxy, because you know, even before Guardians was even made, you know, it wasn't that big of a franchise. No, Guardians wasn't known at all. Like when they right. announced the Guardians movie, I, I was amazed. I'm like, holy shit, and they're actually going with this one. Yeah. Because because even the comic was a little bit obscure. Right. So to go, you know, and bring that line into the movies and for it to be the hit that it, it is was yeah. incredible to me. Yeah. So uh, something like the Eternals, which is Obviously, they're huge characters in the Marvel universe. Um, they're not necessarily uh, extremely mainstream, at least for the average viewer. So, you know, you can also even argue that maybe Disney will even release, you know, might instead of releasing Black Widow on on video uh, on video on demand, they would release the Eternals. But I don't know. I mean, I yeah. I'm just you know I'm 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 kind of throwing my two cents out there. It's not necessarily I think this is what's going to happen, but I mean, you can. Yeah. You I don't can know, like argument. I feel the odds are better because like they got pushed back to February of next year, and okay, yeah. if, we're, if we're still in this oh <laughs> until god. next year, my god, bro, yeah, my well, god, you know. So it's getting we'll to see. the point where we're getting we're getting numb at this. Yeah. Point. Oh, oh my god, bro. No, numb is not even beginning to like uh, my my tolerance for alcohol has increased so much because all all I do is drink beer. Because like, what else am I going to do? You know, I'm, I'm like freaking, I mean, I'm like Superman right now. True. Very true. <laughs> so you had. uh those you knocked out two big ones off the Mm -hmm. list at least of films uh this year that have been pushed back um i was going over a list of just kind of remind myself of everything that's supposed to 
have been released at least so far this year. And the one that jumped out at me where I was like, oh shit, that's right. This was supposed to come out was the, the French dispatch, which is Wes Anderson's, uh, oh, okay. Film. Dude. Okay. So like I knew that there was a Wes Anderson movie coming out this year, but I can't remember the name. And like, well, it's, it's and not very really well known yet. Cause it's like, yeah. we've had, we've barely, we've barely seen anything of it. I mean, well, he, yeah. One trailer. We right? had one, right. The one trailer, which is, but his trailers are always like, you know, super, you know, yeah. super quirky, quirky. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's just like how the film is. Right. But mm-hmm. they don't necessarily, you know, reveal too much, you know, which is you kind of, you always should, I think, go into Wes Anderson movies completely blind. Absolutely. But, um, but yeah, that was another one that um, I see right now where it was originally slated for July and now there, there is no, they don't have a date for it yet. Um, yeah. um, it, because apparently it was bumped to October, but then when July came around, it's been taken off the schedule completely. And the, um, and this is a Fox searchlight film. So it's Disney basically. Cause you know, with Disney's acquisition of Fox, all the searchlight films, all the smaller indie films of the Fox studios are all are now all under Disney's belt. And I mean, yeah, this is another one where, I mean, who knows? Cause Wes Anderson is, um, uh, another Hollywood, uh, studio driven, uh, director that, not necessarily is given, you know, a lot of uh, big budgets for yeah. his films, but 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 he doesn't need one either. He doesn't need one either because the movies he makes. I mean, I'm a big fan. He's not for everyone, right? He's his movies are very quirky and very, mm-hmm. you know, um, some some people find them really stupid and some people find them hilarious. I'm on mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on the side of I find them hilarious. I, I love his movies, like the, the Grand Budapest Hotel, I Love Dogs, you know, like the the man just you know like um uh, uh the Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou, yeah. you know, like the the guy just like pumps out bangers all the time. Yeah. So um, he's the kind of guy that doesn't necessarily need a lot of money to make his films, but he's also one that just wants full control, has a lot of pull, you know, has a lot of, you know, clout in Hollywood. So I don't know what's going to happen with this movie because, um, you know, this is the kind of way that maybe, you know, it doesn't hurt for them to kind of keep pushing it back because it's not necessarily hard on their wallets. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also another one that there's a very niche crowd of people that love Wes Anderson films, you know, people like me and you that would love to watch it. But now, you know, we have to wait. And right now there's no, uh, according to uh, this article I found on CNET, it does not have a, as of July, it has been taken off uh, Disney's schedule. So uh, it does not have any sort of uh, release date hint whatsoever. I mean, yeah, yeah, which is a bummer because like, again, you know, with Wes Anderson, the cast is always like big and diverse, right? With this one, you have, uh, is, is it Timothy or Timothy? Like, how do you say his I, name? Timothy. Yeah, Timothy. whatever. Tim. Okay, I'm calling him Tim, right? Tim Chalamet, yeah. right? Bill Murray, as usual, right? Benicio Del Toro, Tilda Swinton, Owen Wilson, I'm Saoirse in it. Ronan. You know, um, uh, Elizabeth Moss, Adrian Brody, yeah, Saoirse, you know, like, honestly, I had to Google how to say her fucking name because like, I didn't know Saoirse. how to say it. Yeah, I was like, is it, is it Sor- Sorce? Sorce? It's like Sersha? Yeah, okay. Sersha. Cool. You know, but yeah, but yeah he, huge cast. Always has huge casts. And, you know, um, it's crazy to think because his movies, you know, I don't think any of his movies have ever topped $100 million in terms of a budget. So, like, you would think with the kind of cast that he has, I think it also has to do with a lot of, a lot of these people are really good friends with, you know, he's worked with so many of these people so many times, especially mm-hmm. Bill Murray. I mean, Bill Murray's oh, basically yeah. been in almost every single one of his films. It feels um, like it, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they probably do it, you know, obviously not on the cheap. Right. But a cast like this normally would command a lot of money, but his films, you know, never really cost that much. So maybe this is the kind of film where that, you know, they, they can 
take the chance of just being like, you know what, either we'll release it in December or if not, it'll be next year, you know? Yeah. So another one that they got pushed back till next year. Um, oh, and since you went a twofer, I'm going to go for a second one here. <laughs> oh, okay. The rules uh, changed. This is another Disney film um, that uh, I'm surprised it's actually not on this list that I found, but it just popped into my head. And that's because um, I am a big fan of one, the, the, the main actor in it, or at least the main male actor in it, and two, the ride that it's based on, and that is the Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. Cruise. <laughs> so, um, obviously, when when Disney started uh, doing this whole run of you know in the late in the late nineties, early well, more like early two thousands of converting their rides into films, you know, you had successes like the Pirates franchise, which yeah, you know, now they're rebooting again. Went, went on with, way too long, to be honest. Right, yeah, it it did. Um, as great as Johnny Depp is, it you know uh, in. <sighs> He made like that character is is his for the rest of his life. No, it, um, yeah, but man, he got unbearable like towards like the back half movies. You know, like the first two like are the best ones, but after that, it's just a steady decline, man. I would see, even say the first one. The first one is is still watchable. first one's the best one. No, the first yeah. one is the best one by far. And it, and you know it's it's on Disney Plus. I've seen it already a couple of times on Disney Plus. But um, after you know you had successes like the the pirate series and successes more so like money wise, right? Um, then you had. Uh, Eddie Murphy's untimely demise in like the Haunted Mansion film with Eddie Murphy yeah. in it. And then you had, um, I don't even, have they made another? They, they did a Tomorrowland movie. That's right. With, with well, that was Clooney. more recent. That was more yeah. recent. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, which um, I think that was Brad Bird, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was Brad yeah. Bird and it was yeah. Damon Lindelof wrote it. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But that, that one didn't stick. It's too ambitious. Right. Yeah. Um, but um, when they uh, announced that they were going to do a, a Jungle Cruise movie, you know, there was a little bit of like trepidation between a lot of people because a lot of the times these movies that are based off Disney rides, you know, aren't necessarily, you know, they don't have a, a, the best, uh, I guess say pedigree behind them. Um, but then when you hear that it's, um, the rock is involved and that's usually good news. I I'm on the side of, I would say that just, just, just having the rock will bring you money. Right, like, it, it'll bring you an audience and, because people love charisma, to watch the rock. Yeah, right. like he's so you know he's so watchable. Absolutely, you want about him? He's such a watchable actor no, that I don't know. give a shit. I love the rock. Okay, like yeah. you, know, you know, like I'm sure you watch wrestling too. Like I grew up on that guy of from course. WWF. You know, so like I, I've loved that guy since the beginning. And he, and he reps Miami so much, it's even better. You know, yeah, dude, so, no, the guy's uh, fucking great. Yeah. So and if it wasn't, if it was, it pro- probably if it wasn't for the rock. The two uh, Jumanji movies wouldn't be as good as they were because they were much better than they than than they I agree. were. You know, yeah, they um, should have the been, phrase, you know? right? Or they sh- yeah, there you go. Then they should have. Yeah, been. they overachieved. Right. So having a guy with the charisma and the clout like The Rock behind uh, with with a studio like Disney forking over the millions of dollars that they're going to put towards making this, and then getting a, a extremely likable female lead in Emily mm-hmm. Blunt. Yeah. Um, you know, I. I, after watching the first trailer, I actually got pretty excited. You know, initially at first, you know, you hear, oh, it's a Jungle Cruise movie with The Rock. Like, how ridiculous does that sound? You know, The Rock playing a freaking, you know, a skipper, like a skipper on the freaking ride, you know what I mean? Like, with yeah. really bad jokes and all this and that. But then you watch the trailer and um, obviously CGI aside, because all these movies are always full of, you know, CGI galore. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, it still looked pretty enjoyable. And like I said, he's very funny guy, you know. There's not many people that he's acted alongside that he just doesn't have any, you know, chemistry with, you know. So I got really excited, and um, I, I 
don't find it in this article, but I'm pretty sure um, Disney, without hesitation, pushed it back till next summer. It was supposed to be this summer, and it got pushed back till next summer. Let's see. Yeah, they pushed it to July 30th of next year. Right. So yeah, yeah that so, was so, so they're planning for things to be back to normal, full right. theaters, and everyone's gonna you know throw out their wallets to watch this movie. I don't envy these studios because let me tell you, a lot of these films that they've had to push back, like they're you know. They have to basically figure out when to release something when things are kind of you know back to normal ish, mm-hmm. but when to release things, but at the same time give enough time for it to make money before they release their next thing because yeah. there's so many things that they've had to push back that like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, and like it's even harder for the the connected universes you know so like mm-hmm. DC and yeah, Marvel like they, they have to schedule so many movies at the reschedule so many movies because of just one movie being pushed back right you know it's, it screws up everything you know it's right. it, it's pretty nuts to see. Uh, all right, so my next my ahead. next one is um, right, is another comic book movie, but this is on the DC side, and that's Wonder Woman 1984. Hmm. Now that one I'm really bummed out because I, just the visuals from from this movie are are just like ex- exceptional. You know, like the posters, right? The big vivid color is very 80s. You know, like they're just throwing your face. Hey, there's a fucking 80s movie that has Wonder Woman in it. You know, they took, it, they took as much nostalgia as they can get and just threw it in your face. Yeah. So. Yeah. And like just the trailer is just amazing. You know, like the sound, the, the song they picked for it, you know, like the fact that you, you somehow you brought back um, Chris Pine, you know, I can't wait for them to explain that. Yeah, so. like the, the bad guy is, is Pedro Pascal, so I'm already into it. You mm-hmm. know, the, the only the only um iffy part for me is Kristen Wig as Cheetah. Um, you know, I'm, I agree. That, you know, agree. that that's that's up in the air for me. I'm like, eh, mm-hmm. we'll have to see. Um, also because like they haven't they haven't shown her in her Cheetah form at all. All we've seen it is like renderings and like there's like a Barbie doll of Cheetah in her like in her final form. So she will look. You know, like Cheetah in the comics, she'll be, you know, like literally with Cheetah skin, a tail, the whole thing. So, but it's just odd with, you know, how far we are because it got pushed back to October. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't think it's going to make it. I don't think, I don't think it's going to come out. Um, they'll probably push it back again because that one is also a movie that won't go VOD. There's no way. Like they, they you know, with all the marketing they did for that movie because it was supposed to come out June 5th, you know, yeah. and like they were already marketing it very heavily. Um, you know, like I was saying before, like the trailer was amazing. Just like that last scene where you see your fucking lasso lightning and using that to fly around. You're just like, what the fuck is this movie? You know, it's like a whole complete shift from the first Wonder Woman, you know, where she was very, you know, she was very childlike, but it was her first foray on the human world. Now it's like, no, she's out there. She's Wonder Woman. She's all in her powers, you know, and it just looks like a fun, fun movie, um, which is, you know, something that's very hard to say when it comes to DC films, you know, like, well, they, um, they, yeah, they're taking the page out of Marvel. Yeah, you know, yeah, so. yeah. Like um, Shazam, I haven't seen. I've seen like bits and pieces, but you know, like they really did. They, they it. went. It's, it's yeah. It's I, I heard it's good. I think it's as of right. To be quite honest, it's uh, when it comes to the new DC films, uh, it, it's still my favorite out of all of them that they've made. Okay, so okay, I good. would definitely watch that. Yeah, but you know, which honestly is not saying much, you know, because the vast, you know, like. But let me tell you, um, in terms of like. Obviously, yes, it is not saying much. You know, you have things like you know, Suicide Squad. Let's not talk about that. It's oh, nice God, that they yeah, you know, that we're getting basically a, a refresh. Of, well, Justice League, but it, you know, it's nice that we're getting a refresh of Suicide Squad so quickly. Yeah, but, yeah, by by uh, James Gunn. Thank God, right. it's, it's James Gunn. Yeah, they were just like, oh, Guardians was great. Let's just bring him yeah. along. Let's bring the same um, guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when it comes to like uh, the all the DC movies that have been done, at least this newer wave of DC films, yeah, uh, for me, you basically have Shazam is still the best. And then you have Wonder Woman as your probably your second best. Yeah. Your second best. Um, I, I'm on the fence of 
uh, I believe that the first Wonder Woman is a really good two thirds of a film because the last third of that movie I oh, think is garbage, awful. hot garbage, awful. Yeah, um, the ending fight feels like a Harry Potter fight, um, yeah. especially because the guy is Cause, in cause Harry David Thewlis. Yeah, it's like yeah. Per, who first of all does not look menacing at all. Like no. that guy's fucking Aries. The yeah. fuck out of here. Yeah, but and then you have third is probably uh, maybe the Harley Quinn. You know. Oh, maybe. oh my God! How could I forget about Birds of Prey? Have you seen it? Yeah, I, I, it's fine. You know? I, I, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. It's fine. Um, it's it, it helps that Margot Robbie can like carry a film, but I felt yeah, like maybe it was trying. I felt like it was trying maybe a little bit too hard. Um, just because well, like with, with the crazy, yeah, with the crazy and the whole, like, <clears throat> the whole. Sorry, my cat just pulled out my my headphone. <laughs> Kill her. Cats do that, bro. Um, but the whole like over the topness of it and the whole like constantly trying to be funny and so but yeah i mean shazam is for me it's it's the best one all right yeah i, I would say uh, i haven't seen shazam but i'm sure it's up there wonder woman birds of prey and then my after that i would say like man of steel and after that you can just go to the crap movies oh yeah i mean and then, yeah after that i don't care shuffle it however you want they're all crap Mm, yeah, I mean, I, I already forgot about. It. To be honest, you mentioned Man of Steel, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. That was l- literally the first one, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. the new wave. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I would be, I would say that I, I was excited for Wonder Woman. Um, I like Gal Gadot. I'm not crazy about her, but I, I, I thought she did a pretty. She good does job fine. Her, she, right? you know, she, she does fine. Um, but uh, to be honest, I think the first movie without Chris Pine would not be a, as good of a movie as it was. Um, mm-hmm. just because of the chemistry that they have and like, yeah, he's of course, a lot yeah. of the, the comedy relief, but he's also like, he's not like a, yeah, he's not like the, like the, uh, uh, uh what's it called? Not necessarily like a doofus, but not like a person no. that's only there for comedy relief, no, but then he, he, he holds else. his own. Yeah. Right. And doesn't do anything else. Right. Like he, you know, he, he still does the action. He's still like a hero. Right. Um, so it's nice that they're, they're bringing him back. Um, I feel like, you know, they realize that they both work really well together. I can't wait for them to explain how he's alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, I'm with it. But yeah, uh, that was another one that you know. Apparently, it says here that Mar- uh, Warner Brothers held almost till the end of March before they were like, "Yeah, we have to push this film back." You know? Oh yeah, yeah, th- yeah. They held on as long as they could. Like, I guess they're waiting to see how things were going to turn out. But yeah, because that that movie, yeah, they waited really close to the release to push it back. Yeah. So, but yeah, I I I, I was excited for that. It's it, DC. I think um, lately they've been they've been doing things uh, or they've been. Uh, starting things off on the right foot when it comes to their, their later uh, projects, not mm-hmm. the earlier stuff with the more serious Zack yeah. Snyder, you know, everything is gray and brown color. Yeah. Color. Like the, the last two films that have, have been on a better street, you know, Shazam and then birds of prey and uh, you know, wonder woman, you know, should be good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we're, we'll go from there. And then I don't know what the fuck they're going to do with that Snyder cut. Like, honestly, I, <laughs> I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it because like, I have to watch it. Plus it'll yeah, be on HBO Max. Yeah, it'll right. be on HBO Max. I'm not paying anything extra for it, so I'll watch it. Right. You know, but it you know, mostly to see is like how how they can fix the shit that was the original Justice League. I'm just 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 wait for at least uh, I'm I, I can't see it being less than like five hours. It has to be something yeah, crazy. It, it's gonna be like in parts. It has to be in parts, man. Like, yeah, everything he's saying he's gonna put in that movie is like, bro, you can't make one movie out of that. Apparently everything that they like that he shot so much stuff that when they brought Joss Whedon on, Joss Whedon was like, "Scrap all of that mm-hmm. and let me reshoot some things, and then you know we'll make this a two-hour and ten-minute." It's the movie, the Justice League's movie, the Justice League movie is shorter than Batman versus Superman. 
Yep, which is, I know, which which is honestly a mercy, okay? Because if that movie had been in like a two and a half hour movie, my god! But you know. it's just it, it. Yes, it definitely was a mercy for sure. But it's just weird when you have an ensemble film that has more characters that they you know need to give enough screen time, and mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a reason why the Avengers movies have worked, right? You know, Marvel, I would say, you know, eighty percent of the time has knocked it out of the park, mm-hmm. um, you know. But when you ha- when when the Justice League movie came out, and you, I remember not even like. And even looking at you know the reviews or anything, just kind of like the runtime, I was like, it's it's barely two hours, and it's it's an ensemble film with you know DC's most popular you know characters. Like, what is going on with this? So, mm-hmm. um, but uh, hopefully, you know, with this this good streak of films that DC has been releasing, you know, uh, they do it well again with Wonder Woman. Yeah, we'll see. Let's hope. Yeah, let's hope. So. Um, now, another film that uh, I kind of forgot about, but then uh, remember, uh, as of right now, um, are, are we? Are, is it okay for us to talk about a movie that is not necessarily has been pushed back, but it's still slated for this year on its original date? Or yeah, or are we? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I was going to bring up the uh, probably the 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 biggest film at the end of the year. It's a it's slated for it's a December release, and that is Dune. The oh Denis my god, that was that was this year. It's supposed to be December of this year. Oh shit! Okay, wow. And I know it's supposed to be a two-parter. I know that yeah. they're they're they're. I don't know if they're shooting them back to back, or if they were shooting because I uh, um safe safe to assume they were shooting it back to back, and I'm sure they have to stop production on, on the second part. Right. Well, they were shooting since that movie takes place, you know, on a, on on a desert planet. I believe they were shooting like in the like probably like in Jordan or somewhere in the Middle East. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit. Uh, I think there was a little bit. Maybe it was a little bit safer for them to keep shooting. I I could have sworn that it, it didn't say that they had stopped shooting the film. But um, I am a huge fan of uh, Denis Villeneuve, the uh, to, the French Canadian director. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, gave us uh, Arrival, yeah. uh, Blade, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which is an absolute. Honestly, it's a crime that that movie didn't do as well. It's as so it good, it's absolute it's fucking so, crime. So good, and it, it's an incredible uh, movie. It's it's pretty sad that, you know, the reason that they, you know, the idea was that for him to do possibly one more mm-hmm. um, just to kind of make it a sort of trilogy, not, you know, not necessarily a trilogy, but at least three films right in the Blade Runner universe. Yep. But since since 2049 didn't make the amount of money that it cost to actually make that film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, 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 I believe it's Warner Brothers, right? Yeah, Warner Brothers yep. uh, was like, yeah, forget it. Like, we it, you know, unfortunately, we really hope that people would go out. To, to the theaters to watch it, but it wasn't uh, as much of a of a turnout as we had hoped. But yeah, I mean, Denis Villeneuve is is also turning into another uh, extremely popular uh, director within the uh, studio world. Where you know, I'm sure if if he even wrote his own things, you know, it would be like another Christopher Nolan, where they would basically give him as much money as he needed to make the film. And he would be really be releasing, you know, summer blockbusters that are original ideas. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, because you had like you were listing them off like I first noticed him when he directed uh, Prisoners. I don't know if you remember Prisoners. That's the one yeah. with Hugh, uh, Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, oh, I remember that movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, uh, of crime, uh, crime mystery uh, movies. So I like, you know, I. I, I like Prisoners. I like Seven. I like Zodiac. As you can see, I like a lot of David Fincher films. Um, 
And when when he did Prisoners, I was like, oh man, this this is actually really good. And then he went on after that. I believe the next big one was Sicario. Mm-hmm. Um, and after doing Sicario and watching that, I mean, that's another that was amazing, right? Um, and then after Sicario was was Blade Runner, and oh no, no, no after it, 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 was it was Arrival, it was Arrival, Arrival. And then after Arrival, they kind of saw how he handled sci-fi, so they're like, you know what? Here, take on the reins of Blade Runner, mm-hmm. and you know, have at he, it. And he, he had it, man. He fucking had it. I mean, him and him and Roger Deakins, the 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 DP of that film. That movie is so fucking beautiful. Like, yeah. You could watch that movie on mute and just literally watch, you know, just the scenes unfold and how the lighting and the, and, and the camera work and, and the framing. It's, oh, God, mm-hmm. that movie is unbelievable. There's a reason why Roger Deakins won the Academy Award for cinematography for that. No, well, so, that makes sense. Yeah, but um, honestly, but even though I, mean, I think having it on mute is also like a travesty because just the score of that movie is incredible oh, as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Dune is, uh, it's, it's a... It's a big one because the original being a David Lynch film, which you would never think a guy as 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 strange and 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 avant-garde as David Finch was as a uh, David Lynch, David Finch, David Lynch as a as a director as he was, uh, that was the only studio film that David Lynch ever really did, at least big studio film. He said after do- making the first Dune, he will never work you know for a big studio ever again in terms mm-hmm. of making a film. Um, so you know. The original Dune, you know, it's it's a little weird. Um, it's you know, it's it it still holds up a little bit. I wouldn't say too much, but uh, I'm surprised that uh, um, Warner Brothers, um, I think it's Warner Brothers doing this one as well, uh, is giving. Um, uh, it, it's being done by Legendary, and like um, oh. they, yeah, they did film it in Jordan, and then there is a sequel planned, but they haven't greenlit it yet. Uh, okay, so they only did the first one. Okay, yeah. Um, cause I know that the idea was to make it into two parts. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, yeah. Like he said that the uh, movie is going to cover the first half of the book. Right. We'll cover the rest of it. And, um, well, what was I getting at? Oh yeah. That, that, um, I'm surprised that the studio, uh, a studio like legendary was even willing to try it again because, you know, Dune is in terms of a book, it's super epic in scale and, um, extremely popular and has a massive cult following and to do a, a movie, uh, again, based off of it, is you know it's a pretty daunting task. But mm. to get a guy like Denis Villeneuve to to go behind the camera and 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 kind of bring this thing together, and the ca- I, I don't know if you, have you seen the cast for this film, Alexis? It, oh yeah, yeah, it, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, once again, it's our boy Tim Chalamet. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm never gonna get his name right. I don't give a damn. Uh, Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, right? You know, it's, it's got a, you know Zendaya. It's got a Javier huge Bardem. cast of people. Yeah, Javier Bardem huge uh batista's in it again so it's like all right you know b- back again with with uh with the director yeah but yeah it, it, it looks fantastic you know like the costume design looks great mm-hmm. um you know like just all the scenery they show us of the desert you know and all that stuff so it looks really good obviously we haven't seen any footage yet um we've seen a lot of stills basically a lot of production stills but yeah um, just um, oscar isaac's beard alone is yeah. just incredible he's magical that, I mean, he's- yeah that man my god He's another one that always reps Miami, which because I believe yeah. he went to Miami Dade for a little bit. Um, I, I love that guy. That, that guy but, is awesome. Uh, but yeah, I mean, um, that that's another one that's. I don't know if I don't know if it's going to come out in December. I mean, if things don't get any better, that's another one that's. It's another, one hundred eighty plus two hundred million dollar big budget yep. film it, that has got to make bank, you know, because yeah, they're also hoping that by then theaters can open at, at you know maybe not fifty percent, maybe seventy five percent capacity. Yeah. But if, if you're still at low capacity, you're not going to make any money. 
nowhere near what you would want, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's that's another one that like as of right now, the the status has not changed. It's still December, um, but I brought it up because it's it's one of my most um, after I would say probably after Tenant. This is another one that's one of my most anticipated just because of the scale of the film, right? I mean, mm-hmm. every, we all know what we're going to get with the James Bond movie, but this is something on a whole different scale. And, you know, I, I'm, I, I love Denis Villeneuve. I love everything that he's done. You know, he's, he's in my top five current directors for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this was another one that I, you know, I feel like they made the right choice. I mean, he's handled sci-fi really well and, you know, why not, you know, why, why not let him, you know, take something else on again. Right. So yeah, uh, that's, that's that's the that's the December late uh, late you know film release of the year that I'm hoping still releases in December, but I I can't I mean I don't know man it's yeah it's tough. like it, it it has the best odds just mathematically because it's the latest one to come out right you know right. so you know you hope at, at that point yeah. things things are somewhat better so we'll have to see what happens but uh, all right so I'm gonna throw out one more movie for myself and then you can do one more um so last one that I want to throw out there is a quiet place part two. Oh yeah, that was one of the early ones. Yeah, also, yeah, I, yeah. I had I had tickets already to go. Um, I had re- reserved my AMC A list to go watch it, and then yeah, like, that, that one. I, I, like I want to say that was the first big movie to get pushed back. I think that was the first one because it was set for March eighth, mm-hmm. so it was, it was right at the beginning of this whole thing, and then they pushed it to September sixth, and then they pushed it again to April of next year, April twenty third. Wow. So yeah, I know, which is like huge bummer. You know, um, yeah, the first quiet, the first one I watched that actually on a plane. Uh, when my wife and I were flying to Thailand because mm-hmm. I, had, I had an 18 hour flight. So that, that's also where I watched Blade Runner for the first time, too. Christ. I know. I know. Well, I couldn't see it in theater. It, it didn't work out. Uh, I know. I know. Listen, listen. Two, two of the biggest films to watch in theater. I know. One, I know. Because of, I mean, you, I'm sure you'll get into it about A Quiet Place. But then mm. you, we, we just finished talking about Blade Runner. And I know. Amazing it is to uh, watch Bla- it. When we got back from Thailand, I rented Blade Runner and I watched it uh, with my surround sound system. And then I got the real like audio experience. Obviously, in the theater, you can't compare it. But you know, I got close enough to it. So yeah, A Quiet Place, You know, um, like you said, it's a movie that you want to experience in theater because of the lack of sound. Right? The whole mm-hmm. point of that, of that movie was John Krasinski, Emily Blunt. They live in a basically, you know, like basically post-apocalyptic world where these creatures have shown up and they hunt by sound. You make even the slightest sound, they come and they just wreck your life. You know, they'll chop you into pieces and kill you. And, you know, like it's nothing. They've destroyed the planet. They've, you know, everyone's basically split up all on their own and you have to be quiet. You can't make any kind of noise. And the movie was so good because, you know, it was John Krasinski's, I want to say, uh, first uh, directorial movie, right? The first yeah. movie he directed. Yes. Yeah. You know, like everyone knew him as the guy from The Office. And all of a sudden, you know, he just comes out making this amazing horror film that, you know, took a lot of people by surprise. Um, the concept was not going to say original. There's been plenty of movies with, with monsters that hunt by sound. But just like the way that the film was shot, you know, there's no real score. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, um, and people that saw in theaters, you know, you could hear the person next to you crunching popcorn and stuff like that. And then, you know, people tried to be quiet because they didn't want the monsters to hear them. So it, it became a really immersive experience. Um, so when part two got announced, you know, I, I was really excited for it because, you know, like w- with the way the first film ended, you know, they obviously left it open ended where you could make a sequel out of it. Mm-hmm. And with this one, you know, like with the trailer that we've seen, we, you know, they show that you're going to get uh, flashbacks in there. They're going to show how the monsters first show up. You know, like when everything's still normal, but then all of a sudden they show up and you see how the world became how it is. Um, you know, you're still with Emily Blunt. Uh, you're still with, um, you know, her kids. And uh, but now you add in Killian Murphy 
who is another excellent actor. Like, mm-hmm. he, you know, that, that guy is, you know, 28 days Super later. Underrated. Super yeah, underrated. yeah, yeah, yeah. Peaky Blinders. The guy is an excellent actor. So, you know, now you add him into the mix as well. So, you know, the movie had you know, all the makings to be like the first, you know, hit of, you know, like the not summer, you know, movie season, but like, you know, the just the start of the movie season, the first spring big hit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Spring and, season. Yeah, it's, un- you know, it's unfortunate that it was the first casualty of, of the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, I I, I was pretty excited for it. It, it, it definitely helped that um, John Krasinski came back to kind of, you know, handle the reins again and direct it again. Um, because it seemed like if they were, it, it was kind of project that um, seemed like normally they would have, you know, a studio would have been like, yeah, we'll make another one. And then they basically give John Krasinski a, like an executive producer's credit or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they would, and they would give it to like some, some, some no name or uh, uh, up and coming uh, young director that, you know, wouldn't cost them as much money. And, you know, maybe they would, they could kind of like catch the same fire that the first movie did, even though, you know, John Krasinski is doing other things, you know, but I, I was surprised that he came back to, to do the second one. And um, yeah, the, the trailer made it look, you know, pretty interesting. You know, um, one could argue that did we need a second one? Probably not. No, I mean, there's Probably not, but I'm not against it. I'm with it. I'm not, I, I, I kind of want to see more of this world and like where, mm-hmm. every, where everything kind of like came from and how everything, you know, uh, basically where how shit hit the fan, right? Quote unquote. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I got pretty excited for it. That was, I was telling you when we first started talking about it, that that was the, the, the first movie that I had tickets for that eventually was like, no, that's not happening. You know, I actually had at, at the time it was that and Mulan cause Mulan got, uh, shelved around the same time. Um, mm-hmm. cause Mulan was also, I think slated for the end of March and, um, yeah, I mean it's, it's that was like the, yeah, the first. It, it, it was set for March twenty seventh. There you go. So that was, um, uh, Quiet Place two was you know that was the the catalyst of like you know things finally being like oh you know this movie's slated for next week but now it's not happening anymore and we don't know when it's going to be you know released and then you started seeing the domino effect between you know that and James Bond and Mulan and mm-hmm. you know, so yeah it's it's unfortunate but. Now with them, pu- I mean, at this point with them pushing it till April of next year, it's probably because, you know, the, the slate of films that they have to, to push back on top of that is, you know, they were, they were fine with pushing it till next year. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm excited, but you know, it's, it's still, I think obviously out of, out of all, uh, uh, um, out of all the films we've talked about, basically it's like that and, and, Jum- and Jungle Cruise have like the highest chance of like, yeah, they'll probably make their dates, you know? Yeah. Being, next you know april one's april yeah, and one's april next, i swear to god man if we're still in this in april i'm gonna be so fucking pissed like i'm, I'm moving out of america i'm moving like somewhere else i'm going to fucking new zealand i don't care <laughs> i mean well they you know once they have to open their borders before we can go anywhere so i, I will i will smuggle myself in with like i don't know some like what what animal is like native to new zealand whatever it is like i'll smuggle myself with an animal i don't care have you uh, side note have you there's a you remember animaniacs right of course. Oh, the, the video with, with uh, yeah, the video where it's like where he normally he's singing all the country. He would he would uh, be like listing off all the countries that, you know, because mm-hmm. he's pointing at the map or whatever. But it's the, they changed the video where it just kind of like loops and it just shows the countries that were like us as Americans are allowed to go to. And it's yeah. like six countries. And yeah, like, it's none like of Mexico, them, Estonia. Mexico, it's like Mexico, the DR, Macedonia, like mm-hmm. Estonia. Yeah. Tunisia. Uh, Tunisia and like. 
Turkey. And I think yeah. that's basically it. Well, so, in Syria. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to fucking Syria. Let's go. Right. So, but, um, yeah, man, I, you know, one, one only hopes that, you know, when once March rolls around, we're kind of have a sense of normalcy again. But who knows? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Um, who knows? We just, just got to roll with the punches. Yep. But I guess, uh, I guess the last film we can, we can talk about um, today was, um, I actually had almost forgotten about it, but then um, uh, uh, the uh, idea of Chris popped into my head with him mentioning that he, you know, he loves the first, ver- the first movie of this, of this franchise. And that is mm-hmm. Top Gun. Um, <laughs> ah, yes. And, and um, it's the shame he's not here, man. Cause I, I, know, I, I yeah. Cause I, I would have brought that movie up first. Like, well, I'm so excited for Top Gun and Maverick. Yeah, but um, yeah, I that was another one that was supposed to be. What was it? When was Top Gun supposed to be released? Uh, Wasn't it, it June? June? Yeah, June twenty fourth, and then it got pushed to December twenty third, but and then it got pushed again to July second. Jesus. Yeah. So that, that one has that one's coming up for sure. Year. Like, a yeah, full year later. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Fast and Furious nine got pushed back a whole year. Yeah, but who cares, right? Um, I, I care. Okay. It's, it's, we didn't even bring it up. That shows you how much you care. So, <laughs> well, because I know you didn't up. care. So, you know, I, I, number I nine. You know, once a movie starts hitting, getting close to double digits in, in installments, it's like, all right, you know. I don't know. To me, they, they only get better. Oh, boy. It's going to, we're, we're, we're going to be, we're, we're this close to being, to watching, you know, uh, Tyrese yell in a spacesuit about being in space over something stupid about, and, Bro, and they, they, they may go to space in this one. We don't know. Yeah, it's true. They may go to space in this one, but, but yeah, Top Gun is. I, I'm more excited for you know. I like the first film. I'm not the biggest fan. I do like you know. I think I think it's fun. It's a fun watch and, mm. and it's enjoyable. Especially it's really nostalgic, especially nowadays. Yeah. Um, but there's something about this one that makes me more excited than watching the first one ever could. Um, one, it's um, Tom Cruise's dedication to like keeping things as like realistic as possible. And like, mm-hmm. as, as the spectacle of his films, um, you know what you can say, whatever you want about him as an actor and the kind of person that he is, the spectacle of his movies are really well done just because of how dedicated he is to, you know, the roles that he, that he, yeah. that he, no, but he's, he a qu- he's a quality actor, man. Like, yeah. like, you know, yeah. yeah. Like think what you will of him personally. Like, I, I don't, I really don't care. Like, you know, be a Scientologist. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. But right. as far as his acting, I, I think he's, he's great in everything that he's been in. You know, like I, I recently watched uh, Ghost Protocol, and that movie is, just still holds up. It's amazing. I think my favorite. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I mean, all the 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 worst Mission Impossible is the second one. Yeah, the second all one the by far. Ones, all the yeah. other ones are actually great and watch. They're all great. And, mm-hmm. and Absolutely. They, they only got better and better because Fallout mm-hmm. was amazing. Hell yeah! Um, but uh, my actually my favorite Tom Cruise role, at least that he's done within the last like twenty years, because obviously he's been popular from stuff from like the eighties and nineties. But um, I actually loved them in Collateral. You remember mm-hmm. Collateral with Jamie? Yeah, Fox? Yeah, Jamie Fox. Yeah, the cab driver. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. He's amazing in that film. Tom Cruise as a villain, you would never think because he usually. I mean, it's very rare for him to play a villain ever. Yeah, yeah. He's I think it might be. Guy. I think that's probably the only one he's ever played a villain in. I uh, want to say yeah, yeah. Like the closest thing to that would, would be like his role in Tropic Thunder, where he was like the asshole like, executive. Right, but he's like the cameo in that movie that you never yeah. expected, but then you realize mm-hmm. it's fucking Tom Cruise in a fat suit. It's fucking um, Tom Cruise. Right. But uh, yeah, his dedication to, to 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 spectacle, especially in action films that he's done, is like you can't you can't doubt the guy for how dedicated he is when it comes to you know 
learning how to fly a helicopter for Mission Impossible Fallout, learning how to, um, you know, who I, mean, I can't the amount of things that this guy has done just just for the sole purpose of like bringing authenticity to the movies that he's that he's in is crazy. So, you know, God only knows the uh, amazing, you know, flying choreography we're going to get from this from this, you know, mm-hmm. from this top movie. And, you know, when you see that trailer with the old score come back and great cinematography and um, it's directed by Joseph Kozinski, who did mm-hmm. uh, Tron Legacy. He did, um, you know, say what you want about that. You know, I, I liked it a lot. I mean, I liked it. I thought it was good. A little long, but it was good. A little long, dragged a little bit, and, uh, but it, d- it definitely has the best soundtrack that we've had in the yeah, last. Oh, fucking Daft Punk killed it on that right. one. But and then you have movies like you know uh, one that he's that he also worked on Tom with Tom Cruise on, and that's Oblivion. Oblivion, say what you want. You know, it could be a little boring, a little bit weird, but it's a beautiful movie. Like, yeah, yeah, it, but uh, it, it was a paint by numbers, you know, like apocalypse right. movie. Nothing right. special about it. But in terms of like you know the uh, visual effects and like how it's shot, it's it's beautiful and basically i'm pretty sure kaczynski brought is bringing on the same director photography that he had for that movie so that's why i mean when you look at the trailer for top gun it looks amazing in terms mm-hmm. of just and 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 a lot of the aerial stunts seem pretty real i'm sure there's you know a good percentage of it that obviously yeah, they can't that's like cgi up. and things like that yeah because like right. you can't risk you know destroying one of those planes right so but yeah that's that was probably in terms of like um an old franchise to come back and bring a lot of hype behind it. I mean, Top Gun is definitely up there. So yeah, absolutely. See it, see it get pushed back oh, more than a year because you said, you said it's July next year, right? Yeah. July 2nd of next year. Yeah. So basically almost 13 months. So yeah. which works for them because like, it'll be the first 4th of July, hopefully that we're, you know, back to normal. Yeah, right. Yeah. And pe- people are going to come out for that movie. Right. On the surface. Yeah. That does make sense. You know, it seems like a good idea. I mean, if you're going to, that's another one that I, you know, maybe they weren't like sat on being like, I don't know about releasing it in November. It doesn't seem like, you know, it might be the right time. And, you know, let's, we're better off. Let's just push it to July you mm-hmm. know, of next year. So yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's, that's, it's, that's the one that, that really, you know, that, that really stood out to me. Yeah. Like I'm excited for, you know, the only thing about it that I'm not excited about, which I mentioned before is, is Miles Teller. I can't oh, stand I that guy. So <laughs> other than that, uh, I'm definitely uh, very excited to see Top Gun Maverick for sure. It, you know, but it's a shame we, we got to wait another freaking year to see it. We got to wait. We f- I feel like we have to wait a year to see everything. that we're Everything. Living, yeah, you know? everything. We got to wait a year. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but all right. So, yeah. So these are the movies that we uh, wanted to see this year. We're not going to see them this year. You know, the ones that are slated for this year are probably not going to come out this year. So, you know, we're going to have to wait till 2021 to really catch, you know, really get back into a real movie season, you know, and, and get back into that experience of going to, you know, the movies and watching these films on a big screen with the sound and the way it's supposed to be watched and, you know, just to experience it with other people and, you know, get back to that joy of watching films. It seems like the only, the only movies we're going to be able to watch and enjoy in the future is Mad Max films, because this is probably what the world is going to turn into pretty soon. Absolutely. Which I'm all for. Okay. Cause Fury Road is one of the greatest movies ever made period. So I, I'm down, I'm down for more Mad Max movies. hundred <laughs> percent. All right. Well, uh, I want to thank Carlos for joining me uh, this week. I appreciate it, bro. Uh, where can people find you at? So people can find me. My, uh, my Instagram handle is Briceno media, B R I C E N O M E D I A. Um, it's just an Instagram page that I have where I, you know, I post photos that I take my ca- my camera and stuff. It's, it's more just like a hobby page, but if people wanted to reach me, that's, that's probably the easiest place. Awesome. 
Uh, and as usual, you guys can find me on Instagram. It's at Alexis underscore says underscore. I'm also on Twitter at Alexis Javier 88, where it's mostly just me talking about basketball and like retweeting anime stuff. So, <laughs> you know, if you're into it, come and check it out. Well, guys, thank you for joining me uh, this week. Hopefully we'll get to watch these movies soon and, you know, not do any more further pushbacks. But all right, guys, until next time, take care of each other and peace out. Peace out.